And now I'm going to turn things over to a man right down the hall, our friend Mark Weber with Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, sir. Folks, it's July 9th, the year 2016, and your lawn and landscape, well, it might look pretty good, or it might be overrun with weeds, bugs, and fungi. Well, your opportunity to get your lawn, tree, and landscape, and garden questions to be answered is right around the corner. Give us a call, 457-1290, as we begin Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is Shepard Smith. You're listening to the Miami Valley's home for Fox News. And I'm Larry Hanskin, host of Miami Valley's Morning News, where we tell you the three big things you need to know every 15 minutes. And I'm Jamie Dupree in Washington, D.C., When we're not doing the news, we're talking about the news. And we're starting right now. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning and welcome to the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber and I have hosted this program for well over 25 years, helping folks just like you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. And the most important part of Garden Talk, ladies and gentlemen, is you and your questions. And you can simply get those questions answered. By dialing 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will put you into the Master Control Studios. And uh, Brandon will be happy to take your calls and put you up on the call screen board. And uh, today we're really opening up everything, no matter if you've got a grass question, a landscaping question, a tree question, a question about your vegetable garden. We have open lines for everyone. And uh, if it's the first time that you've ever listened to Garden Talk, we'll, we'll, we're glad that you're here with us. Um, a little bit about uh, about this show. The show's been around for well over 25 years. Um, we have been exclusively on this station the whole time, believe it or not. And uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I am a guy who loves to talk about plants, trees, landscaping, and everything that's in and in part of it. Um, I am a guy who started out in the industry well beyond the years that he can remember, (laughs) meaning the fact that I started actually in the industry when I think I was about 14 or 15 years of age. Um, I hold two degrees in horticulture from Ohio State University. I am also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist. So there's about 30 like 30-some thousand certified arborists that practice in the world, not just in the United States, but in the world. And less than 2% of us are board-certified master arborists. Um, I'm also a master nursery landscape technician. I'm also um, designated in the United Kingdom as a Category 3 arborist. And uh, when you call Garden Talk at 457-1290, what you get is lots of good information as it relates to how science um, views how to deal with problems or challenges in your landscape. Um, I'm also the um, current president and co-founder of Mark Weber's Landscaping. And you can learn about my company and the things that we're involved with at www.weber.com landscaping.com and Weber, by the way, spelt with two B's. And I would love to talk to you today. Um, I think, first of all, uh, Brandon, how are you this morning, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm well. I'm really glad to be here. I think today is going to be one of those days where with all the things that are going on in the world, but they need, folks need a distraction. <laughs> and I think the garden is going to offer a great degree of, 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 of distraction in a pleasant way today. And so we're going to really allow as many questions that you want today, folks, four, five, seven, 1290. I think with all of the the turmoil in the world right now, we need as much positive uh, aura and positive thinking as possible. And um, open up the lines today and allow anyone who wants to call it 457-1290 if you want to talk about. Um, and, and, and Brandon, let's do this today. Let's, let's, let's start off the show this morning. By the way, we're going to do a What Plant Am I? Okay. And it's going to be a difficult one. I have thought quite hard on this one. 
Uh, we're going to do What Plant Am I? Which your chance to win, I believe, is a $25 gift card to Knollwood. Is that correct? It's over there in my box thing. You, you know more about this than I do. Um, with a $25 gift card to Knollwood. Uh, That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, also today, we're going to go in the garden kitchen. And guess what our, ve- our, 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 our pick of food is today? Something to do with vegetables. I have a feeling because no, we're gonna do fruit. Oh, fruit. Well, that sounds good too. Blackberries. <laughs> do you like blackberries? No, I'm not a fan of blackberries. Why don't you like blackberries? I don't know. It's just the taste of them. I I just can't get them down. They're pretty strong. My favorite uh, berries like strawberries. Is it right? With with a lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're cheating now. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're gonna do this today's today's in the kitchen piece is gonna be blackberries. An interesting interesting fruit. It it has a lot of interesting idiosyncrasies. There's a lot of people who love them, and there's a lot of people that just don't like them. Um, I like mine as a blackberry cobbler, to be quite frank with you. <laughs> That's probably one of mine with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. <laughs> That'll do me just fine with uh, blackberries. Um, and we're also going to do, do uh, uh, in the garden today. And bagworms, ladies and gentlemen, have become a real big issue out there. I, If you own evergreens, and I mean any evergreens, you need to check them for bagworms. Um, these little creatures are raping, racking habit all over um, Ohio and Indiana and beyond. And uh, I, I will tell you every day when I drive down the road, I think to myself, my Lord, this is the year of the bagworm. And well, it is a big, big problem. And uh, I would strongly urge you to spend a little time checking out your yard, garden, and landscape and just see what's going on, particularly in the world of bagworms. And we'll talk a little bit this morning when we're in the garden further about this issue and some of the things that, that, that come along with bagworms. Also, Japanese beetles are doing their number on a number of ornamental plants in the landscape. Also, I will also tell you with tomatoes, um, early blight is in full force. And a little bit later this morning, we're going to spend a little time talking about early blight and some of the things that uh, you should look out for with this issue and how to control it in your on your tomatoes. And also early blight affects other um, vegetables, including potatoes and, and, and also eggplant and peppers. And they, they have different symptomology, but it's very similar to the same. Also today, coming up at 7 o'clock Eastern, We'll be joined by Mr. Rich Pearson from Cox Arboretum and Gardens. And at the bottom of the 730 hour, John, I mean, excuse me, Randy Tisch will be talking about how, what is, what's the deal with mushrooms in my lawn and what do I do? We're going to talk about how, why you may have some fungi growing in your yard. And also today we are going to be spending time talking to John Scott from Knollwood, but most importantly, talking to you. And uh, I tell you what, 457-1290 is the number of the dial. And when we come back, Brandon, we'll do this week's What Plant Am I? to get the phone lines excited and charged and all that with your opportunity to win a $20 gift card to Knollwood. And we'd love to hear from you with whatever is going on in your gardening world at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton Station for up-to-the-minute severe weather reports. AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO. The summer bird food sale is on at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering. Our custom seed blends contain high-quality fresh seed. Try our no-mess blends that are perfect for summer feeding because they leave no mess under your feeder. You'll keep your yard tidy and you're sure to attract a wonderful variety of beautiful birds to your yard, too. And while you're getting great deals on the best bird food in town, check out all the wonderful garden decor ideas we have to make your backyard a beautiful summer sanctuary. You'll find a wide selection of bird baths, chimes, garden art, and of course, we have the highest quality bird feeders, many of them being made in America and offering lifetime guarantees. All 20-pound bags of seed are on sale. And don't forget, Daily Savings Club members save an extra 5% off the sale price of the best bird food in town at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at Far Hills and Stroop across from Town & Country Shopping Center. Stop in and save today. Wild Birds Unlimited. 
We bring people and nature together. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security? Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. Shop fresh and local at the Second Street Market this summer. More than 40 vendors offer unique food items, flowers, gifts, and much more. Find fresh, locally grown produce at the farmer's market. Pick up local meat, dairy, bread, and kitchen staples. And grab a bite to eat from the variety of prepared food vendors. The Second Street Market is located in downtown Dayton and open Thursday through Saturday for your local shopping needs. For more information about the Second Street Market, visit metroparks.org slash local food. Primetime is fun time on the all-new MeTV WHIO Classic Television. It's an hour of MASH at 7. An hour of Andy Griffith at 8. And happy days at 9. Time Warner Cable Channel 372. WHIO. Hey, WHIO listeners. Sergeant Mark here. Sergeant Mark Bauer in the WHIO Traffic Center. You know, I've been on the air here for 32 years, and this station's been around since the 1930s. I, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who solemnly swear, That's a long time, and we couldn't have made it this long without you, our listeners. So we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on our radio station? They have the best talk personalities. Breaking news. Breaking news coming in this hour from Afghanistan. Traffic report. I'm seeing cars stuck all over the Miami Valley. Weather, school closings. WHIO is the news leader and has been for many years. It has the best local news. If it's important to Dayton, we're talking about it. I've always listened to them, and I always will. We give you the best breaking news, weather, and traffic. It's simply the best. This is Shepard. Smith. You're listening to the Miami Valley's home for Fox News, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. Good morning, everybody. It is, what time is it? Oh, it's 6.18, 18 minutes after the 6 o'clock hour and AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. We are drying out this morning as temperatures are starting in the 60s. Sun and clouds this afternoon, less humid and breezy at times. Highs will top out near 80 degrees. A comfortable evening for any Saturday night plans as temperatures fall quickly through the 70s. I'm meteorologist Carrie Ann Merritt on Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is absolutely clear. In fact, we have a superbulous uh, morning sunrise going on right now here at the studio. 69 in Dayton. We currently have 78% humidity and the winds are out of the west by northwest by 7 miles per hour. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic and news and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. Now, back to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. There is an open line for you. And as promised, we are going to do What Plant Am I? Are you ready, Brandon? You're ready. Okay. What Plant Am I? Ladies and gentlemen, I provide a array of foliar colors throughout the season and sometimes elusively. But I have wonderful aromas in the fall of creme brulee on my fallen leaves. Michael Durr in his book called The Manual of Woody Plants writes of me and Durr states, new leaves emerge with beautiful reddish purple with gradual change of bluish to green in summer. Fall colors vary in yellow to apricot. The leaf is shaped like a red bud. It's sensing in the fall to giving off the most amazing, delightful spices of cinnamon and brown sugar. And students often liken me to the odor of cotton candy. I am a native of Japan and China and unrelated to red buds, by the way. I can grow to 148 feet in height and I am one of the largest hardwoods of Asia. 
I am grown as an ornamental tree for its delicate heart-shaped leaves and bright autumn colors and a mix of bright yellows and pinks and oranges and reds. Where conditions are suitable, I am a fast-growing tree but very sensitive to drought and needs deep, permanently moist soils. My wood is often used to make gobins, or what they call game boards, in China and Japan. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, so what plant am I? 457-1290 is the number of the dial. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. I will tell you what, if you've ever had, ever experienced this plant in the fall, it is by far one of the most amazing plants um, there is, and it's one that uh, we've actually spoke of here on Garden Talk over the many, many decades that we've been here, And but it's also a tree that is extremely rarely ever found in many landscapes, um, particularly even in, in Ohio or even in the rest of the United States. And when you see it, it is a memorable one, to say the least. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you know the answer to what plant am I, and you have your chance to win a $25 gift card to Knollwood and Garden Center because they're gardeners like you and I. 457-1290, and I would love to talk to you. I want to talk a little bit about bagworms. And, and, and bagworms are an insect that, folks, is a real problem. It's, this is an insect that, that begins its life cycle on a tree someplace in the landscape. And it's a plant that, I mean, that uh, an insect that that's really belongs to the moth and butterfly family, which is called Lepidoptera. And they start out in the in in the period around Memorial Day, and they literally uh, inside these little bags that are left over from the year before. There contains about 700 to 1,000 eggs. As these eggs begin to hatch, these little larvae will literally crawl um, and eat their way out of the bag that was made by their mother. And then they force their way out of the bag. And once they're out of the bag, they've developed a silken silken parachute much, pretty much. And then from there, um, they'll get a puff of wind and fly to a plant. Once they reach the plant, they will therefore start to eat. And when they begin to eat, they eat a lot. Keep in mind that as they eat, they are actually forming um, silken threads around themselves so that they can build a sack around themselves. Now keep in mind that that sack that they are building around will soon become their cover. And their cover will not allow, in many cases, once it closes shut, Um, the insecticides that we may apply to it to stop. And in the course of this consumption, they will eat a massive amount of foliage and in return, in many cases, will cause plants to become defoliated. And beyond just evergreens, they also affect many deciduous trees and shrubs. So it's important that this weekend that you take a little time, walk around your yard, and do a little time to scout out what you're going to see, particularly in the world of bagworms. And why this is important is, is if it gets too far gone, as far as particularly with evergreens, a lot of times these plants will not recover from the damages that have been caused by bagworm. Also, we have seen in the last few weeks, we have seen bagworm on oak, we've seen bagworm on honey locusts, we have seen bagworm on crabapple, as well as rose and they will cause dramatic injuries to plants. And if you'd like to learn more about bagworms and kind of get the feel for what they look like, you can also go to gardentalkblog.com. And also coming up here at the bottom of the hour when we go into the garden, we'll be also talking about bagworms, a little bit more specificity. But this is an important thing that I wanna let everybody know about. This is really going on as we speak. And I have seen a multitude of plant injuries happening in landscapes. And I, and I actually drove by a guy's house the other night, and he's out there mowing his grass right next to a Colorado blue spruce that's being eaten alive, <laughs> literally, by bagworm and didn't even notice it, so which I thought was quite, uh, quite interesting, to say the least. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. And we've got some folks who want to try. Is that right, Brandon? We got folks that think they know what plant am I, right? 
Let's start with Craig. Craig's oh, in Springfield. Craig, how are you, Craig? Hey, Greg, do me a favor. Turn down your radio before my head explodes, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Are you ready for what plan am I? Yeah. Okay. Here you go. I provide an array of foliar colors throughout the season and sometimes elusively. But wondrous aromas of creme brulee occur in my fallen leaves in the fall. And Michael Durr, who is the godfather of, of, of woody plants, writes in his book, he says, new leaves emerge with a beautiful reddish purple and gradually change to bluish green. In summer, fall colors vary from yellow to apricot. Leaves are often shaped like a red, red bud, and sensing or the fall color turns off into a spicy cinnamon brown sugar odor, and many students claim it smells like cotton candy. Also, in my world, every time I've ever smelt this plant in the fall, it smells like cinnamon sticks. I am a native to Japan and China, unrelated to the genus Circus or red buds. I can grow 148 feet in height, and I am one of the largest hardwoods that can be found in Asia. I am grown as an ornamental tree, and its delicate heart-shaped leaves and bright autumn colors, a mix of bright yellows and pinks and oranges and reds, and where conditions are suitable, I am a fast-growing tree, but very sensitive to drought and needs deep, permanently moist soils, and my wood is used exclusively for building game boards, what they call gobbins in Japan. So, sir, what plant am I? A catawba tree. Nope. <laughs> but good try, Craig. I really appreciate the call, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day, okay? Bye-bye. So what is it? What plant am I, folks? 457-1290. Kelly in Dayton. Good morning. Good morning. What plant am I, Kelly? Mark, is it an aspen tree? No. Good try, though. Good try. Thank you. You have a good day. Bye-bye. So what plant am I? Brandon, do you know what plant am I? No. I will tell you, this tree is so unique that when you smell it, it's like it's the most mind-boggling uh, smell in the fall. It smells like bubble gum. It smells like cotton candy. It smells like um, cinnamon sticks in the fall. In fact, I think I have a guess, but I don't want to let the listeners yeah. know. The other unique trait about this tree is, is that in the fall, it, it can turn these amazing colors. And then within typically three to four days, all the leaves fall all at once. It is almost like it's raining leaves when it's in the fall. It's a really unique tree. Folks, when we come back, we're going to go into the garden with a weekly tip to help your garden grow. We'll talk a little bit more about bagworms. And do you know what plant am I? 457-1290 is the number of the dial on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. In Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, online at WHIO.com and at the WHIO app. The home of Fox News in the Miami Valley. Your news starts now. It's 630. I'm Jonah Adi with an AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO news update. Our top story, did the shooter who opened fire on police in Dallas have ties to terrorism? Details on that coming up. I'm meteorologist Carrie Ann Merritt. I'll break down our next chance for rain showers. Your exclusive WHIO. WHIO forecast is coming up. From the WHIO 24-hour team traffic center, crews are en route to a crash on West Alex Bell Road and Mad River Road in Washington Township. Checking out those freeways, if you're on northbound I-75 at River Road and Carolyn Boulevard, you can drive the 10 miles to I-70 in about 11 minutes. And now on to our top stories. Investigators continue to look into the Dallas shooter Micah Xavier Johnson to see if he had any ties to terrorism. There are dozens of investigators working this, and they're going to make sure that there were no ties. In the very early going, they checked all of his social, all of his electronic. I'm led to believe that they've taken a lot of matters from his home and haven't found anything that ties him to any group of any kind. Fox News' Shepard Smith reporting. Dayton's 24-hour news is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Continuing news now. 
Well, one person was taken to Miami Valley Hospital with serious injuries after crashing into a t- utility pole last night. That crash was reported just after 9 p.m. on West Hillcrest Avenue and Sandalwood Drive. Police did have to block off West Hillcrest Avenue for some time. The crash remains under investigation. Police have not released the name or condition of the driver. And in Champaign County, Kaiser Lake is now under a public health advisory for high levels of blue-green algae, algae toxins. The Ohio Department of Health is advising against swimming or wading in the lake, especially for children, pregnant women, those with medical condition, and even your pets. That's WHIO's GT Zabo. The blooms are visible as thick as mats or scum on surface of the water. Now, here's your exclusive WHIO Storm Center 7 forecast. We are drying out this morning as temperatures are starting in the 60s. Sun and clouds this afternoon, less humid and breezy at times. Highs will top out near 80 degrees. A comfortable evening for any Saturday night plans as temperatures fall quickly through the 70s. I'm meteorologist Carrie Ann Merritt on Miami Valley's Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the latest scan of the Live Doppler 7 HD radar. It's looking all clear in the Miami Valley, and I'm seeing a little bit of sunshine already from our studio here in downtown Dayton. It's currently 67 degrees in Troy and 69 degrees here in Dayton at 632. If news breaks, we break in immediately. I'm Jonah Adi on Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, the home of Fox News. We report, you decide. Hi again, Pete Kasuji here at 1309 Brant Pike. You know, this time of the year, most folks have a hard time finding good quality, fresh nursery stock to finish up those landscape projects they started in the spring. Well, at our nursery, we have six acres of great-looking material for any landscape project you have. We have Cleveland Select, Flowering Pear, Crimson King Maple, Red Sunset and October Glory Maple, Red Oak, Autumn Purple Ash, River Birch, Weeping Cherry and Weeping Pussy Willow, and Weeping Red Jade Crab Apple. We have the largest selection of Japanese maples around, so come out and be dazzled by our selection. And remember, we have bargain prices at this time of the year. Remember us the next time you put a shovel in your hands. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. Or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The Miami Valley and Ohio's election headquarters is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The WHIO Storm Center, staffed with the most powerful weather team in Dayton. Our Storm Center 7 team is on duty 24-7. We will interrupt programming with severe weather warnings at least every 15 minutes and continuous coverage where warranted. Just a mess right now. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO is Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. WHIO News Time is 6.35. Right now, we continue to monitor news, weather, and traffic in Dayton's only 24-hour newsroom. This is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. Have you looked at your Arborvitae's and other evergreens in your landscape lately? Or maybe even checked out that juniper hedge that lines the side of your driveway? Well, if you haven't, you sure should. Because I tell you what, there's a little insect out there called the bagworm. It's reaping havoc 
all over Ohio right now. This is an insect that literally eats part of the plant to form a bag around its body. And you may look kind of like a pine cone from a distance, but when you look up closely, that pine cone probably wiggles and probably moves. You know, these creepy crowley critters will make a dramatic ev- impact on evergreens, but they also affect a number of different trees and shrubs in the landscape as well. This time of year, they're about a quarter inch to an inch long, and I would strongly suggest that you look and inspect your landscape plants, particularly on the sunny side, on the west side of the plants, where you typically will find them first. And if you do, there are a multitude of insecticides that are very effective, including um, all organic ones as well. But you got to find them first. If you don't find them first, they will defoliate and destroy your plants. You've been Into the Garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. We have not one but a plethora of phone lines available for you to call us at 457-1290. Maybe you got a question about your lawn or your landscape or your roses or maybe how to deadhead perennials uh, we would love to hear from you at 457-1290 and additionally uh, we are doing what plant am i and coming up here in about two we say about six minutes or so we're going to go in the garden kitchen but first let's go talk to don don good morning good morning how are you today pretty good all right. Are you ready to attempt to, to be to, to get this question right about what plant am I? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm going to read you the question so that everybody feels it's disjointed. They, they know what this is all about. Folks, what plant am I is kind of designed in a way to make you think, but also to test your knowledge and understanding of plants. And I always write this as if I am the plant, and, and then you guys have to guess or create some type of educated conclusion of what plant I am. You ready, Don? I'm ready. Okay. I provide an array of foliar, fol, foliar colors throughout the season, and sometimes elusively. But wondrous aroma of crume brulee can come from my fallen leaves. Michael Durr, in his manual of woody landscape plants, plants writes of me, and Durr states, new leaves emerge in a beautiful reddish purple with gradually changed to bluish green in summer. My fall, fall color varies from yellows to apricots, and my leaf is off as shaped much like a redbud or a circus leaf. In Sciencing in the fall, in its fall color, my leaves give off a delightful spicy cinnamon brown sugar odor and several students have often likened me to the odor of cotton candy. I am a native of Japan and China, and unrelated to red buds. I can grow 148 feet in height, and I am one of the largest hardwoods that can be found throughout all of Asia. I am, a, I am, I am grown as an ornamental tree for its delicate heart-shaped leaves and bright autumn color. A mix of bright yellows and pinks and orange reds in the fall. And additionally, my conditions are suitable. I'm a fast-growing tree, and very, but I am very sensitive to drought and need deep, permanent, moist soils. My wood is often used to make gobins or game boards. So, sir, what plant am I? Oh, you caused me to change my guess. Uh, I'm going to tulip tree. No, sir. No, sir. I was guessing balsam wood in the beginning, but <laughs> yeah. No, sir. I'm so sorry, but but good but good try, and thank you so much for calling the show. Well, you have me intrigued, so I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's my job is to keep you keep to educate and to learn, sir. That's what we do here on Garden Talk, and we really appreciate your call. Okay, thank you. You bet. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. So, Brandon, no one knows what plant I am. What could I be? Let's go talk to Scott in Piqua. Scott in Piqua, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Scott, what plant am I today? Uh, you know, I, I think I want to change my guess, too. No, 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 no. You're, you're, I'm just teasing. No, I'm just teasing. What, what, what was your first guess, Scott? I'm going to guess Sassafras albidium. Okay. And what's your second guess, Scott? Paracinnon? 
No, Scott, either way, you didn't get it right. <laughs> so I could be a real stickler. You only get one guess, and then you have to call back at 457. I'm not going to be that way. We all, need a, we all need to smile today. We have too many nasty things going on in the world these days. We all need to smile. So we're going to smile here for the next three hours, okay? All right, thank all right. you. Scott, thanks for trying, and thanks for being part of the program, okay? All right. Bye-bye. 457-1290. So, so guess I, I've done a good job so far. I've, I've stumped the audience. I've done it for almost 25 minutes, and no one's even gotten close to this one. This is a very unique species of tree, folks. And I will tell you what, that once you um, learn about it, it's one of those that you, 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 you probably won't find this a tree very likely in most garden centers either. It's a very unique species, all to its lonesome. And it's one that uh, even comes in, I'm going to give it a little tip okay it also comes in weeping forms too and one of which is one of my favorites and i'm not going to give the name away because the name could be easily googled and determine what it might be so be careful out there this is a neat plant this plant has some some amazing qualities to it um and one of my, I have a lot of strong memories about this plant in my, in my career. It's been one that uh, every time that I've seen it, I've always been taken back and, and quite fr- frankly humbled by its sheer presence. And, you know, that's kind of the cool thing about plants, folks, is that there's so many of them have stories that they're associated with them from their use of their woods, um, the use of medicinal and also their, 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 their value to society. And it's one of the cool things about plants. Four, five, seven, 12, 90. And Dustin thinks he knows the answer. Huh? Is that right? Okay, Brad, let's go talk to Dustin. Dustin, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Making a drive to Ohio State this morning. Oh, go Bucks! All right, you ready for the? You ready for the? What plant am I? Right. By the way, you 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 could find this plant at the uh, at the uh, at the chat field at the um, Chadwick Arboretum. By the way, at Ohio State University. <laughs> I know that's 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 one of the that's. I guess you have to drive to Columbus to see if you can find this plant, and then find the name, and then call me. But the, there's a lot of plants at the Chadwick Arboretum there in Columbus. Okay, here we go. What plant am I? I provided a array of fall colors throughout the season and sometimes elusively but most wonderfully I have the aroma of creme brulee in the fallen leaves Michael Durr in his manual of woody landscape plants and by the way Dr. Durr is considered the godfather of plants in, 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 in the world okay this guy this guy writes about about plants plants like a romance novel okay and Dr. Durr writes, the new leaves emerge in a beautiful reddish purple with, gra- with a gradually changed to bluish green in summer. Fall color varies from yellow to apricot. My leaf, the leaves are shaped like a red bud and sciencing in the fall and it gives off a delightful spicy cinnamon brown odor. And several of students over the years claim that it smelled like cotton candy. In my world, it smelled like cinnamon sticks. He is, I am a native of Japan and China, unrelated to red buds, by the way, and I can grow 148 feet in height, and I am one of the largest hardwoods of Asia, and I am, I am grown as an ornamental tree for my delicate heart-shaped leaves and bright autumn colors, which often are mixed with yellows, pinks, oranges, and reds, and where sometimes suitable, I can be grown as a fast-growing tree, but I'm very sensitive, by the way, to drought, and I need deep, permanently moist soils, and my wood is often used to make gobbins, which are G-O-B-A-N-S, which are game boards, and so what plant am I, good sir? I am thinking you are the Katsura. You are right. Congratulations. How did you get, how, how did you know it was Katsura? Well, I, admittedly, it was all the answer changing of everyone else, because at first it sounded <laughs> uh, very much like beach. Yeah. But then the cotton candy got me. Yeah, this is this is a tree, Dustin, that, that it is a remarkable species. Um, you can buy it as an upright tree, um, where it grows in an upright vase shape, okay? It also comes in weeping forms. Um, there's one called weeping amorca, 
which is actually um, a very specialized design of a weeping plant. It also won that's called Amazing Grace that was developed in Tennessee. And it's very unique. It actually looks like a set of folded hands praying. Um, and, and that's kind of the interesting part about this plant. It has so many different life forms. And it also is a plant that I will tell you that in the, um, in the fall, it goes from um, these hues of greens to yellows to pinks to reds, okay? And when the leaves fall off of the tree, it actually smells like cinnamon, cotton candy. It has all these wonderful fragrances. Um, and I will tell you that it is a tree that is unique all to itself. Um, there's only um, two different types of certifilums in the world. One is Certifium japonica, and one I believe is Certifium magnificum. And magnificum only grows in, in southern Asia. And this is a group of plants that when you find it where it's been put, sited in well in landscapes, this is a tree that lasts more than just decades. This is a tree that lasts centuries. Oh, wow. This is a tree that lasts really long. It's extremely strong wood. Um, and it is a tree that is uh, beyond approach. One of the finest rec representation of this species that I've ever seen in my professional career is actually located in Cincinnati, Ohio, at the Spring Grove Cemetery in Arboretum, where I believe the ah. national, I think the national or the second to third largest uh uh, 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 a catcher in the in the United States is located. Also, um, you'll find find this tree a lot of times on older properties where the soils are really deep and loamy, and where where a landscape architect back in the 20s and 30s actually cited it and put it in because it was such a rare and unusual species. So if you've got a site or location that has really deep, loamy, rich type of soils that have been undisturbed by, by man, this is a tree that definitely should be thought of and used. Um, it is unique. Yeah. And, I, and I will also tell you that I, I of all my things, all the times in my life that I've experienced Kachira in a, in a really good planted site, I don't find it ever being harmed by any types of insects or disease either. Um, but the cool. biggest the biggest curse that that catsure brings is is when we stick a catsure in a lousy soil in a subdivision in southwest Ohio <laughs> and and we don't do a lot with soil and bed prep and this is the tree that will return the return the favor by death I don't know how else to say uh. it but if you've got a site let's say that you've got a, a, a nice deep loamy soil like in like oakwood or someplace like that or or even up in the north end of town where it hasn't been cultivated in in years this is a tree that does well and also i'll say if you can site it in a place where it gets a little bit of of morning morning um sun in the morning and kind of in the shade but with the idea that there's another tree nearby that you want to remove eventually catcher is another one that can work in that that type of situation as well and it's a magnificent plant to say the least so Dustin, thank you so much. By the way, you've won yourself a $25 gift card to Knollwood, which they are gardeners like you and I. I'm going to put Fantastic. you. I, I'm going to put you on hold, okay, sir. And uh, well, I'll make sure to stop by Chadwick and uh, have a look at this guy. Yeah, there's, there's, the, uh, it's exactly added Chadwick. I can't tell you that part because that's a Rich Pearson question. Now to Mark Weber. Well, that'll be a, a good scavenger hunt for me. There you go. I'm going to put you on hold, and when I put you on hold, we're going to go in the garden kitchen, and so Brandon can get all your vitals. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. You know, this is a fun, 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 fun thing that we do here on Garden Talk, which is eating. <laughs> we love to eat, right? Yeah. This is a fun one called the blackberry. Blackberries are an edible fruit that are produced by many species of a, of a genus of plants called rubus. And rubus belong to the Rosaceae family, which is the rose family. And they're distinguished uniquely from their blackberry, from the raspberry cousins, because um, with, with, a, with a blackberry, when you go to harvest it, it actually separate the, uh, the, the seed, the center part of the fruit is left onto the plant. And 
and like a raspberry, when you pick it, that center part is still um, retained in the plant. Keep in mind that blackberries are an aggregate fruit, which means they have to bloom and get good pollination. In a botanical sense, there are well over 375 species of blackberries that are grown throughout the world, including Africa, Western Asia, Central Asia, and North and South America. And blackberries have been cultivated and, and crossed with multitudes of other plants. They're very high in vitamin C and good in dietary fiber and vitamin K. And they have lift over over 100 grams of, of a serving of blackberries. Can provide about 43 calories, 5 grams of dietary fiber, 25% of the daily recommended amounts of vitamin C, vitamin K, and contains um, good good amounts of nutrients as well as, as, as a great plant to grow in the garden and landscape. In fact, you can grow blackberries, my friends, that are thornless as well. I hope you enjoyed this week's In the Garden Kitchen. You've been into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick uh, coffee break. And when we come back, we're going to give you an updated weather forecast. Plus your calls at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekends on the Miami Valley. Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi everyone, Pete Kasuji here to tell you that we have everything you're looking for to landscape your yard. We have thousands of fresh, healthy trees, shrubs, evergreens, ground covers, perennials, and annuals, and with proper watering, they'll do just fine this summer. We also still have grapevines, rose bushes, butterfly bushes, clematis, hostas, cannas, and hardy hibiscus. Folks, you also know that we have pottery and bird bass by the semi-load, and we still have plenty of fruit trees and flowering pear, and weeping cherry trees are on sale as low as $69.95. We've got lots of closeout bargains with as much as 60% off. Come out and see our huge selection of Rose of Sharon, Hydrangeas, Boxwoods, and Barberry. I'll look for you at 1309 Brant Pike, and remember, we're open seven days. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security? Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. Hey everybody, Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed, could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. 
Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Ladies and gents, it is 6.56. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from New Center 7. We are drying out this morning as temperatures are starting in the 60s. Sun and clouds this afternoon, less humid and breezy at times. Highs will top out near 80 degrees. A comfortable evening for any Saturday night plans as temperatures fall quickly through the 70s. I'm meteorologist Carrie Ann Merritt on Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It is just a gorgeous sunrise here on the South Main Street studios. Folks, it's 69 degrees with a clear scan of the radar on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When it comes to news, weather, and traffic, we're your station for Dayton and Springfield, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and thanks for listening to this edition of Garden Talk right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You know, a lot of people are getting their ash trees treated for emerald ash borer, and and, 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 and it can be very successfully done. However, it doesn't mean because you treat for one thing, it controls everything. Um, Ash trees have a number of different other pathogens beyond emerald ash borer that can affect them, including a number of fungal leaf spot diseases. So it's important that if your ash trees are showing some type of decline issues, maybe related to EAB or a whole plethora of other things, it's important to properly diagnose your trees related to what that um, problem is. And that's where working with a certified arborist would be a really good choice. Now, what a certified arborist is, is a person that has passed um, an examination proctored by the International Society of Arboriculture and has provided the, uh, the ISA, for short, um, the necessary knowledge and understanding of, of diseases, insects, and how plants and trees grow. And they are quantified as probably the only quantified person that really can understand or diagnose many plant pathogen problems in many landscapes throughout the United States as well as Ohio. And you can find your certified arborist at treesaregood.org. That's treesaregood.org. And keep in mind that even though your ash tree may have leaf spot, it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. In many cases, that will fall; those leaves will fall off and form new leaves will, fall, will will reform, and the tree will be just fine and dandy. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number one of this legendary broadcast. And when we come back for hour number two, we'll be joined by Mr. Rich Pearson from Cox Arboretum and Gardens, and we're talking a little bit more about some of these invasive plants that we're seeing all over Southwest Ohio and how to identify them and how to control them. Plus, hour number two will be full of your calls as well at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Don't forget, during the week, if you need to reach out to me, you can always reach out to me at www.weberlandscaping.com or call our office at 937-835-3381 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.